Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie you can see on Netflix called Mank, starring Gary Oldman in the title role. And my guest today, Amanda Seyfried, who, at least if I could do it now, I would hand you the Oscar. I would say, yes, this is it. It's time. You mean that? I totally mean it. I'm on all these critics groups and I know you haven't won it yet, but I'm here to tell you that that's how close, you know? Thanks. That feels awesome. But also I'll just- We're seeing it, more people are loving it. And, you know, come on, we all love you. Well, this is enough for me. Like it- so it's you, enough. Yeah, let's end it. You've working a long time. You've been making waves for a long time. And you saying that to me is, thank you. I'll, I'm going to take it and I'm going to never let it go. So Whatever it is. Yeah. Well, you can let it go as they start to add up now. It's just that it's, we live in this crazy world. We, <laughs> I have to tell you, you're somewhere upstate New York, right? Yep. Yep. You, you have just recently had your second child. How old is he? He's like four months, almost four months. What is life for you there? You're kind of on a farm, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, we have so many animals. Actually, here's, here's a snapshot of what life is like. I was getting my makeup and my hair done by these amazing people that joined me up here. And I didn't do any of the feeds today because I had to, I had to work you know, this morning. So I, I'm not feeding in the morning, not feeding in the afternoon. So my caretaker, of course, was here. And uh, my my donkey's face just <laughs> turned into his body and he just started walking past the door right here where I look out when I'm getting my hair makeup done. That's a snapshot of life here. It was really funny. And I took a picture, of course, because to be greeted by your donkey when you're working and not greeting your donkey to go feed him, it's just really special. Let me get back to Mank and to your performances, Marion Davies. Somebody like me who you know, studies the history of movies, uh, loves Marion Davies. I love who she is. And there are many, not many, but there's a handful of movies and TV shows where she's been portrayed, but never like this. This is like really incredibly fair to her, even loving to her. So what did you know about her before you got approached to do this movie? I thought, oh, wow, Marion Davies, that, that gorgeous glamorous movie star from from the golden age of Hollywood and I was like but I can't picture her and I don't know what movie she's been in and that is in a nutshell how what most people think when they hear her name from what I've from who I've spoken to and uh from what people have said like myself you know who just studied that kind of thing yeah but did you know what did you know well I knew the movies and I knew that she started in silent pictures and, and worried because she had a stammer and worried that when talkies came in, what was going to happen? Of course, she was the mistress of William Randolph Hearst, which is all in this movie. What people don't know, I think what they remember is she was the mistress of William Randolph Hearst and don't remember anything about what she actually did or how funny she was. Right. They just know this, 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 I don't know, hologram, like from from Citizen Kane, because Citizen Kane has lived on and had an incredible life. And her legacy is that she was 
somewhat similar to Susan Alexander Kane, and and uh, it's just so not fair. It's so not fair. And you're right. This is a fair portrayal because in this script, in Jack Venture's script for Mank, it was um, clear to me that she was very smart and very kind and very just gracious because she comes from a working class family and she was dropped into this world. She wanted to be a dancer and she was a, you know, a Follies, a Zigfield Follies girl. And, and she met this older man and, and, and their relationship wasn't based on the fact that he was um, so rich and all these amazing things that create this three-dimensional person that we don't really know or understand. And so I feel Marion Davies, many people feel Orson Welles, especially feels like they feel like she's been misunderstood. And this is our, this is our moment. This is my opportunity, this opportunity to talk about, you know, Herman Mankiewicz and, and, and his life and his legacy and sprinkle a little bit of like, look at, look at this woman that you think, you know, she's actually, she was incredible and everybody loved her and the people that knew her aren't around anymore. Because of Citizen Kane, which you're right, it's a movie that will never go away. Uh, we see her as this no talent, anything who comes in and he tries to make her an opera singer by building an opera house for her. And None of that is actually true of Marion Davies. It isn't. No, she didn't. The, the, he, she didn't need Hearst to to build her up. Mm-hmm. She was she in her own right. She she was very capable. She's a she's. I love watching her dance. I think she was a wonderful dancer. I mean, maybe you know she didn't think she was the the greatest dancer or the greatest singer, but she, she was just wonderful. She was very. Um, well-rounded, talented actress, and um, and what a what a bummer that, that that's how people assumed you know Susan Alexander is the person they think about when they think about Marion Davies. It's just such a bummer because Marion was really talented. She was so funny. She had great timing. She was effervescent. She was you know just curious about the world and also super nice, super generous. What I'm seeing when you watch the movie, and if you haven't yet, people, you have Netflix, so you need to watch it immediately, um, is it's a story. Gary Oldman is playing the screenwriter, Herman J. Mankiewicz, who is Mank, who works with Orson Welles on this. And the movie is about where it came from, where Citizen Kane comes from as a script. And in this movie, what we see is it coming from his relationship with Hearst and with Marion. And this gives you the chance to work with not just Fincher, but with Gary Oldman. And the scenes the two of you have are pretty great. Was there an intimidation factor to you or did you just let go and enjoy the whole thing? I was worried that I was going to be scared of David too. And I wasn't, he's, there was no firing squad. It was just a bunch of people, creative people putting their heads together and, and, and trying to make, trying in giving their hundred percent of of themselves. Oh, it's just, uh, it is funny though because um, even though we'd had that much rehearsal, I was still so terrified <laughs> shooting my first scene, which was the pot, the scene when 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 Herman and Ma- Marion meet. Mm-hmm. And I was ter- It was so scary. It was a lot happening, you know, horses and whatnot, the whole thing. And I was one small piece in that scene and we'd rehearsed it a, a bunch the day before and uh, we ended up reshooting it, the whole thing, because it didn't work. It didn't work exactly the way David needed it to work. 
And I remember thinking, oh my God, we have to do that scene again. Oh man, that was, I felt like I'd, I'd just really climbed a mountain and made it to the top. And now you're saying I have to climb it again. Is that when you're burning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there were some things that changed. Going apart, burning. Yeah. At that point, I was pregnant and I did, I had just found out. So they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to bring the smoke down. Um, it's like, thank God, because I can't breathe. But it's so funny. I That was my first thought. I don't want to do this again. And then it ended up being so much better because it was the end of the shoot. And even though I was pregnant, I was that much more Marion. I. I could have been Marion for much longer too. It was really fun. So speak the truth. Would you be happy, really happy, if not only you get nominated for this performance, but could possibly win? Is this would would this make you happy or would it just add pressure to your life? You know, I always thought um I'm, I already feel like there's some pressure, but I, listen, I'm, this is, this is what I want. I want this. I'm totally, I'm welcoming it with open arms, the nominations, the, the spotlight, the discussions surrounding a singular performance of mine. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. But, um, you know, there is that, that myth, like if you win an Oscar, you know, people are just, staring at you and if you make the wrong decision or a movie doesn't hit or something out of your control happens it the fall is that much greater that's that's always the fear you know what must what goes up must come down right Mm -hmm. Um, and that's i shouldn't be thinking this way but i'm a human being so you know i I can't help it um try not to but i still do and i think um i think nominations are a sweet spot um because you know you're being considered and and by your peers. By your peers. You're yeah. being appreciated by your peers. Mm-hmm. And you don't, and, and, some, and the focus goes on the winner, you know? You started with Mean Girls, which is like the <laughs> greatest way to start. Who knew? What a l- stroke of luck. I can't yeah, even believe fetch. that. It really is. You can fetch. The Oscar would be fetch as well to do that. But... Do yeah. you have great memories of that beginning and and with Mean Girls in, oh in such a cool way to begin as a plastic? I it was my first time even seeing a movie camera because I've been working on all my children, which is a soap opera. You, the cameras are very different. There's three of them going at all times, you know, <laughs> and this felt there was a structure to it and, a, and an energy to it that felt like we had all the time in the world to do this scene and that scene. And there was so much food and I would get so excited for lunch every day because I knew that there was going to be a buffet and it was going to be free. And I swear to you, I don't know why it, it, it went on for years. I was always so just like, I got to eat that donut because it's sitting right in front of me. This is like my big love days. <laughs> I just ate so much food. Um, and I, I remember, you know, the camera looking at me and, and then having a, a rain machine on me. And it was my first speaking scene in shooting. And I just, I, I it's clear as day. I was just staring at it and I was just thinking, this is a movie. This is a movie. People are going to see this in a movie theater. And it didn't matter to me what I didn't understand box office. I didn't understand worth. I didn't understand the, um, the ins and outs of this, this industry. Mm-hmm. the business side of things. I just was so excited to be talking. 
you know, in a movie and to, to get to express myself that way. And it was the best, it was the best. We had the best time. And it turned out to be a, a great movie. Somebody who, you know, who has talent, who has beauty, who has all this, it takes a while for you to be recognized as, as a good an actor as you are, you know? Then people, we say your name and they say, oh, Mamma Mia, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I see that immediately, two of them, 10 years apart, you know? And you're doing it and you still have Meryl Streep singing to you, you know, which is God. pretty cool. He was pretty cool. I know. I like the decisions I've made and I like the the opportunities that have come that I, you know, didn't have to choose. I just, I, you know, it has to be less about the outcome and always has to be all about the experience. Well, when I saw you, um, I mean, of course there's Les Mis, there's so many different times. You played Linda Lovelace, for goodness sake. So you, it's not like you're stuck in any kind of rut. You seem oh, to yeah. always be fighting against that, that I'm one thing and I'm not. And yeah. one of my favorite moments was you and Ethan Hawke flying at the end of First Reform. Oh, you liked it? No, you liked First that part? one of my favorite movies of the last few. It's just so great. And Paul Schrader and what was happening with it. And I was looking at that scene and I'm thinking, this is really good for Amanda. This is what she should be doing. This is the kind of risks she should be taking. And now look what happened with me. Oh, and this is, that's, it's so funny that I, I was considered for that pulp for First Reformed. I remember I was newly pregnant <laughs> when I was reading that script in Toronto. Pregnant every time you're reading a script or beginning a film. Oh, I swear I've only been pregnant. Like there's only two children. I know. God. <laughs> it is it is funny how I I like my both pregnancies, the first 10 weeks I was shooting, um very the wrong time to shoot anything is your first trimester, but that's how it happened. But I remember reading that script and thinking God, Paul Schrader. Oh, yeah, that would be, he is something else. And Ethan Hawke uh, had already signed on. And I was just like, this is bananas. This script is bananas. And that scene, the flying scene, I was like, he's probably going to cut that out because I do not get that. But that's, I don't know. I was so wrong about it. I was so wrong about it. And when I talked to Paul about it, the same conversation I had with him downtown in the city was, um, so can you tell me about why, can you tell me about this flying scene? It's really, where, where did that come from? And it was definitely pulled out of a, a movie that he'd seen that one of his favorite directors. And I, I was like, God, it's so interesting. And I still didn't get it. And then I was like, oh, and by the way, I am pregnant. So I will be pregnant. So I don't have to wear a fake bump. I can have my bump, my real one. And he was, I think he thought that was just the most kismet thing in the world. And he <laughs> still thinks about, I mean, he still asks about my daughter because she was in it and it was so important to him and it was so special to him. It was in it. It first reformed. That was pretty great to have that, to do that. You know what? Actually, hold on. My daughter's in first reformed and my son, though blueberry sized, is in Mank. Blueberry sized. He's, he was he's up there on the burning pyre. Yeah, he was. Anyway, I've got to let you go, which makes me angry because I haven't even touched right. on so many things, but we'll do it. When you yeah. have the second Oscar... Thanks. We'll just go okay. through each career high point to do it. But this show, which you haven't ever been on, always ends in a little bit of song, a little bit of something that you will sing to me. But what is the song? Everybody Look at sings to you? Everybody, Everybody sings. sings. And Gary, he won't stop singing. Oh, he, yeah, I know. What do you sing to the children or to the animals? What do you sing to them when you're out there feeding? 
Um, funny you say that. Uh, it depends. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Hamilton. Um, but uh, just give me a piece of Hamilton. <clears throat> Pardon me. Are you Aaron Burr, sir? That depends. Who's asking? Oh well, sure, sir. I'm Alexander Hamilton. I'm at your service, sir. I have been looking for you. I'm getting nervous, sir. I heard your name of princess. I was seeking an accelerated course of study when I got out of sorts of sorts with a buddy of yours. I may have punched him. It's a blur, sir. He handles the financials. You punched the first, sir. Yes, I wanted to do what you did. Graduate in two, then join the revolution. He looked at me like I was stupid, and I'm not stupid. So how'd you do it? That's exactly how it didn't end, but terrible. Amanda Seyfried rap is something that me, everybody on this show will treasure. We really will. No, it's not. You know, that was Yes, wrong. it is. No, it wasn't wrong. You know what I want to do? I just want to send you everything I've ever recorded of myself singing. And I would love to. I would never do that to you, but I. Amanda, you are just the best. You made me so anxious. I can't believe this whole singing thing. It's such a fun thing. And now I'm just like. <laughs> what? I just, well, you know, you could call back in 15 minutes, but then we won't be here anymore. So I, I don't know what. So just send me everything that you want to sing at any time. Okay. <laughs> all right. We'll freeze frame that one. Just thinking of all the songs. All right. Well, thank you anyway, because you're great at this and I like talking to you. Well, so do I. And and best to you through all this award season. You know? Thanks. You deserve all this, so you should enjoy it. I'll take your Oscar. <laughs> okay. You got mine. <laughs>